So I'm not quite sure what made me think of this. Well, it is weird. Sometimes there's little spikes in our in our old episodes for unfortunate reasons, like uh, our truth and consequences with Bob Barker episode got a bunch of views. And just for a second, I was like, oh, I wonder why that is. And it's like, oh, it's because Bob Barker at 99 years old passed away. That's why people were looking at Bob Barker. So I went back and listened to that a bit. Just uh, it's interesting even to listen to our own podcast from two years ago and hear me rattling off all these facts about Bob Barker's career that I had forgotten. <laughs> it's like I'm teaching myself now about these things. But it made me remember that when we started doing this a couple of years ago, we were really focused on old TV. Like I was going through by years and by decades of like, what can I find from the 40s and what can I find from the 50s and just how far back can you go with these shows? Which then uh, didn't really get a lot of listenership because, uh, you know, if you want people to listen, you got to talk about uh, Gilligan's Island. <laughs> but, but it was interesting to dig into all that stuff. But it kind of made me think like, oh yeah, there was something interesting about going back to the very dawn of media, just going back as far as you can. And, you know, again, we usually do TV shows, but I thought we'd jump to a movie this week because this just popped into my head of just, if I'm thinking of early stuff, and we watched one Disney cartoon, we watched that uh, Robin Hood cartoon from the 70s because I just remembered it being really good when I was a kid and then we watched it and realized it was actually a bit of a low point for Disney in the 70s. Those weren't the greatest Disney things. But then I was like, you know, when I think back, when you get to the really old Disney stuff, there's stuff that I think I've seen, but if I have, I was really young, so I don't really remember. And maybe I haven't seen it at all. Maybe I just think I have because I'm familiar with the various fairy tales that these things are based on, or I've just seen it referenced so many times. So I thought the, uh, the original, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, the very first Disney animated full-length movie, I was just thinking, like, have I ever actually seen that movie? And I can't say for sure that I have. And if I have, it's been so long that I may as well not have. So I thought, hey, it's, it is a movie, but it's kind of short for a movie. And, uh, yeah, let's just watch Snow White. <laughs> so you got any Snow White memories? Oh, yes, I saw I saw the Snow White when it first came out, I'm sure. Was it, in, if well, it was in the 1950s. It was in 1937, so oh, I don't okay. think you did. Oh, I didn't see it. But I did see it. As a child, I definitely saw Snow White because our father used to take us off to the drive-ins. Right load all the kids in the car and off you'd go and I would have seen Snow White then would you have seen Snow White as a child? Well I, I definitely didn't I'm see it thinking you might have seen it at our house on a VCR Well like nowadays it's so much easier to just find these things you know just to get access to stuff through nefarious means or otherwise well I guess Disney has their own streaming service now but Disney we Plus. we have a whole lot of VCRs at home uh, the tapes that were on VCRs we have a whole lot of those and that's sort of that definitely is the kind of thing I would have shown you your father wouldn't have but I would have right and we had like the original Robin Hood uh, that uh, Cinderella those really famous ones uh, Dumbo yeah, nowadays it's easier to get these things, but Disney, you know, they, they do re-release movies periodically, which is how you saw it in the drive-in. And there used to be a big thing about the Disney vault, like even to buy these things, you know, to have at home. It's like, you got to wait till Disney opens the vault. They only open the vault once in a while and you can get your copy of Little Mermaid or whatever. And that's where, yeah, I do remember us having a bunch of VHS tapes at home that, uh, you know, me and my brother would just watch over and over. But there's stuff like Robin Hood that I remember really clearly, or there's this one 
Mickey Mouse shorter film uh, where he's fighting a giant, you know, and the giant rolls him up in a haystack inside a cigar and smokes it, and all this weird stuff happens. The, well, the Taylor versus... probably wouldn't remember Cinderella, though, uh, or Snow White, because they're, they were more considered to be girly. Uh, this one, I mean, if I had to say if I've seen it or not, I would say not. I mean, I just okay. I just don't remember it. Like, I, I definitely, like, for instance, Dumbo. Watched Dumbo a bunch of times. Even Dumb Crap, The Three Caballeros, or uh, The Song of the South, I think we even had, with the, like, Jim Crow crows, the one that they don't talk about anymore. Do you remember seeing Bambi? Uh, I, I remember Bambi a little less, but more than this. Because I was thinking with Snow White, even in my mind, I remember The Seven Dwarves quite well, but as beyond them... Isn't there a scene in Snow White where she's asleep and there's a prince? Oh, but, yes. But isn't that Sleeping Beauty, you know? Uh, <laughs> like, Snow White is... Uh, do they both? Maybe they both do they, that. Snow White is being done in by the evil stepmother. Anyway, so let's just watch it. Yeah, because that's all I'm trying to get across is like, maybe we had it, maybe we didn't, but things are, or we had it for a while and something happened to the tape, it got lost. I definitely didn't watch it like I watched these other things. And just, yeah, back then it was like you were lucky to have these things. You were just glad to have access to them. Where we're just in a different world now. Now I literally, it's so easy now that I had a copy that I just checked that wasn't working right. I just got a different copy from somewhere else that works fine. Like, that's how easy it is now. I just have to type it in and... Snow White definitely gets awakened by a prince. She has an apple caught in her throat that it was the the poisoned apple that the witch gave her. Right, so then what was Sleeping Beauty's problem? Why was she asleep? Sleeping Beauty was asleep for... in a glass coffin often for... A hundred years it was supposed to be something, something or, or some such thing. And the, pre, the prince came and took her. Now, why? And then I was going to say, but then Sleeping Beauty's not the glass slipper, right? That's Cinderella? That's Cinderella. So that's, I, I, who has also got a prince that, that saves her from life among the cinders. And So, yeah, I got some, some details, though. Let's just go down the basic facts of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. A 1937 American animated musical fantasy film produced by Walt Disney Productions and released by RKO Radio Pictures. Man, remember RKO? Yes, RKO, <laughs> yes. Based on the 1812 German fairy tale by the Brothers Grimm, it's the first full-length traditionally animated feature film. Actually, that's something I need to look up while we're watching it because they say here it's the first full-length traditionally animated, blah, blah, blah. But then later in the article, it says it's technically not the first. It's the first cell animated or something. Anyway, I'll look that up for after. What they, what, I think something did come before Snow White, but I'm not sure what. Uh, and it's the first Disney animated feature film, because uh, up to this point, Disney was just doing, you know, shorter stuff, and it, it just wasn't, the returns weren't big enough. He was starting to worry that he wouldn't be able to keep financing his studio with uh, just these shorts. They just weren't making enough money. And Walt Disney said, I don't know why I picked Snow White. It's a thing I remembered as a kid. I saw Marguerite Clark in it in Kansas City one time when I was a newsboy. They had a big showing for all the newsboys. I went and saw Snow White. It was probably one of my first big feature pictures I'd ever seen. That was back in 1916 or something, somewhere way back. But anyways, to me, I thought it was a perfect story. It had the sympathetic dwarfs and things. It had the prince and the girl, the romance. It had the heavy... I just thought it was the perfect story. However, while he's working on it, the Hollywood movie industry derisively referred to the film as Disney's Folly. 
which is just funny that that's always anyone who's innovating it's always how it is like i was thinking how fairly recently in my lifetime you know steve jobs with all the apple computer stuff i've never been like an apple guy i've never had an ipad but i always felt bad for the guy that the last thing he put out before he died of cancer was the apple ipad and it was the exact same thing as disney's fall everyone was like this is the dumbest idea man you lost it steve jobs this thing sucks and then he died thinking everybody thought it sucked and then they sold a billion of them. I bet everybody who ever complained about it went on to buy an iPad. And it's just like, why? Why does everyone always do that <laughs> to, to, you know, innovators? It's like an Ayn Rand book in real life. It's just, just the, the, the rabble. So anyway, they did the same thing with Disney. To their credit, though, the, the, the one thing that was tricky about it is Disney forecast a budget of a quarter million dollars but it actually cost 1.5 million, so it was a lot more than he thought it was gonna be. He had to mortgage his house to cover the cost, but Snow White is uh, still the highest grossing animated film of all time. If you adjust the gross for inflation, it made $418 million. <laughs> There's various releases. See, and then he went on, he must, I didn't realize it was the first of those, but he went on with... Um, I think Pinocchio was the next one, but yeah, just in, yes, until but, till now, just never ended. But but, uh, but you, you mentioned uh, Cinderella and... Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty, and they're very similar, actually, the... Beautiful girl, mistreated, downtrodden, whatever, falls asleep, gets rescued by the prince, lives happily ever after. Yeah, also, uh, I didn't jot them down here, but he had some other things he was thinking of. Babes in Toyland was one, uh, some other idea, but uh, but they weren't fairy tales. But yeah, he definitely got on that fairy tale bandwagon. <laughs> and, and, and they're famous. I mean, 100 years, well, not 100 years, but it's getting close to 100 years, 75, 80 years later. They're still making them. Yep. And, uh, and he did, uh, I mean, I guess what people mostly talk about is uh, the whitewashing of the fairy tales. But to be fair, those grim fairy tales, there's a lot of disturbing nonsense in them for no good reason. <laughs> there's always little kids getting killed and horrible things happening. So I don't think it's all bad that Disney, you know, softened them up a bit. And he did bring his own stuff to the table. Uh, for instance... Disney had suggested from the beginning that each of the dwarves, whose names and personalities are not stated in the original fairy tale, could have individual personalities. So in the original story, they're just a bunch of dwarves. So he was like, hey, these guys, you know, this doesn't have to be all dramatic all the time. Hi ho, hi ho, off to work we go. And right. they all have their little names in there. That's true. And the dwarves' names were chosen from a pool of about 50 potentials, including Jumpy, Deffy, Dizzy, Hickey, Wheezy, Baldy, Gabby, Nifty, Sniffy, Swift, Lazy, Puffy, Stuffy, Tubby, Shorty, and Burpy. <laughs> Basically Smurf names. <laughs> when you mentioned the Grimm Brothers, I remember in Cinderella, the first time I read the Grimm Brothers story, the actual original, and the mother, the stepmother at the end has to put on red hot shoes and dance herself to death. It's like... The, it's horrible. Like, I remember reading that to you as a kid, you, you kids, and saying, oh, my God, like, I don't know what happened to her in the Disney version. I, she just went off, I think. But no, they put red-hot shoes in the fire, well, shoes, and they became red-hot metal shoes, and she had to put them on her feet and danced herself to death. And I thought, oh, that is pretty friggin' vicious. She's an old bag and an old witch, but I don't think she deserved that. 
Yeah, and like, I mean, I'd have to look up the details because I don't remember anymore, but that would be the thing on the playground or whatever. People would be like, did you know in the original Little Mermaid this happens? Or did you know in Hansel and Gretel this happens? And it's just all this awful stuff. And it's like, geez, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know, you have to be a pretty edgy kid. The Grimm kid. brothers were very grim. Yeah. Yeah, which again, I, I feel like that's just a difference too with... Uh, in some ways, you can't really overstate the difference America specifically brought to culture. You know, the whole idea of the American dream and everyone can make it and whatever. It is just, uh, just the fact that you should be able to achieve and that it's okay to have a nice life. Like, that seems like you should just take that for granted. But it's shocking when you look at, like, old Russian literature or these old German fairy tales. And it's like, man, the non-American world has got some much creepier ideas about just how you, the tone of your life should be. Whether you're a kid or an adult, you got to know that life's bad and bad things are going to happen. So, I mean, maybe maybe Americans have stars in their eyes a little, but at least somebody does. You know? <laughs> Not everything has to be horrifying. I think you do have to give, uh, you know, things get uh, a lot of credit for being first and you got to give them a, a pass for being first as well. But you can really feel that if they were just commonly doing shorter cartoons and then they're like, all right, let's make a full length one that, uh, you know, they, they didn't quite have the formula down yet or whatever, because the pacing of that movie was super weird. They just focused on all the wrong stuff, way too much dwarves. And yeah, just really slow, like everything took so, it's so long that like pretty much with every scene, we would be watching it and then we'd lose, both of us seems like we lost focus and we'd start talking about something else, like old drive-in stories. But and the then evil stuff really happened fast. Yeah, and, and those are the parts where I think maybe, maybe this VHS tape was kicking around when I was a kid because I was surprised how once we got back to the, the evil queen, how clearly I remembered that stuff, like her making the poison apple and putting the scream drop inside the goblet and all this stuff. Like, I remember that really clearly, or her as the crone getting in the uh, the gondola or whatever and, and going through the woods and all of that I remember. So maybe it was similar to when we watched the um, Robin Hood cartoon and I was surprised how much of it as an adult I didn't like because I always remembered it being my favorite. It's that I only remembered the cool parts. <laughs> yeah. The evil stuff moved right along, happened fast, uh, compared to the schmaltzy, sweet, uh, sing-songy other parts. They dragged and dragged and dragged, and when the evil stuff came, like, I mean, she just put that stuff in the big cauldron, she made her potion, she turned into the old crone, she rocked down the stairs, and you see this skeleton in a jail, hanging out looking for water and she's so evil hey, you need a drink and she kicks it to this skeleton and that moved really fast but then the sweet little animals and the sweet little dwarves and really dragged yeah and I would even say I mean it's got that whiplash effect that I guess a lot of kid stuff has of 
Yeah, like, there's some of the stuff with the queen was, like, really, like, the skeleton. I mean, that clearly insinuates she just had some, not only somebody locked up in her basement that she left there till he fully decomposed, but left uh, water just out of reach. <laughs> like, what an asshole. Oh, yeah, she's a, she was a real creep. Yeah. Right from the beginning, she was a creep. And uh, even when she converted into the old hag, that hag was obviously so evil with the big round eyes and the big black shadows around her eyes and the big wart on the end of her nose and the big hook in her nose one tooth uh, like I said to you at one point like if you saw something like that come along offering you an apple I, I think you'd run in another direction yeah it's funny that that was her her plan to infiltrate to like oh I'll get uh, I'll get Snow White to trust me by being the creepiest old crone <laughs> in the entire world but I even think like that seems much more where Disney's talent is. Like when Snow White goes through the forest at the start and the trees, uh, you know, it's like the trees have the branches like their fingers and the, the bark looks like a scary face. But it's like this cool mix of like, that's obviously not really happening. It's just that she's scared to be in the woods at night. And yeah, all the stuff with the, the queen and it's just so evocative and so cool. Because I feel like uh, all the stuff with the dwarves is just, like, just off-putting. I just hated those dwarves. I hated looking at them. I hated watching them frolic around, which, again, was, like, half the movie. is tons of it. And they're just such awful little balding, weird old, beard-having, smelly, don't-want-to-wash-themselves strange creeps i just didn't like them and they were supposed to be the the fun part of the movie like oh look at these funny little fellas but they're just or even the animals like the fact that snow white has this relationship with all the animals of the forest but there were so many that it, it's like vermin it's like get out of my way they're everywhere so i just felt like all of that was just kind of unpleasant even the like the pleasant and the songs i hated all those schmaltzy songs they were brutal Whereas all the evil parts, like oh, or like the vultures, when the uh, when the queen falls off the cliff, and the look on the vultures' faces that they're so happy to eat a corpse, I definitely think that Walt Disney's true talent lies in creepy evil stuff. In the, in yeah, and even when the the queen takes the potion and turns into the old bag, the old battle axe, the weird. Uh, bubbles and things that you see surfacing as she transports into this other being. It was almost like psychedelic. Yeah. Like, yeah, which again, I guess could tie into like how the only part of San Diego, as we watched it, the only part of Dumbo I remembered was the uh, pink elephants. And then I rewatched it about 10 years ago and it's the best part. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's common. Or like when we watched, um, I don't know how much Disney himself was involved in that Robin Hood one. It was one of his last things while he was alive. But even still in that one, what I remembered was everybody being locked up and that rainy day and the, the singing the sad song about how everyone's locked up in Sherwood. Whereas all the I'm in love with Maid Marian parts fucking sucked. <laughs> so this was a very similar vibe. I guess this is just there, a Disney way. There is definitely no gray areas in this movie. Yeah. You are either, like, so good, so wonderful, so sweet, so beautiful, even grumpy, who has that personality that is a little angry. But he, underneath, he's really a softy. But the queen, her her scenes, there's no question that that woman is evil. There's no, not even once, even when she's preparing the apple, 
to give to, or she's giving the apple to Snow White, she doesn't even have a nice little, uh, she keeps calling herself a sweet old granny, but she's not a sweet old granny. There's no mistaking it. I've seen other Snow White versions where the old lady who comes to give her the apple is kind of a nice old lady so that you can believe that Snow White would be taken in by her. But that old bag with the big buggy eyes and the big shadow and the the one tooth and the the crone and her, her hands all arthritic, like most kids would be terrified by the look of that woman. Yeah. And Snow White, she does back off a little bit, but still, she's she's just so sweet. She's just so innocent, so white. Yeah, that's another thing about the black and whiteness, too, is I was saying how it is a ludicrous plot that uh, the whole reason the evil queen wants to do this is just because the magic mirror said somebody else is hotter than her, so it's like, I guess I gotta go kill her. Like, that's crazy. But on the other side, yeah, the dwarves are borderline mentally disabled they're so ridiculous and snow white like they just told her don't let anybody in the house and then the creepiest crone of all time shows up oh they couldn't have meant this creepy person like (laughs) the evil people are super evil and the good people are just idiots they're just dumb awkward jerk-offs they're just just so innocent yeah where uh, i think that is a good way to describe it though that there's no room for ambiguity because by far the most morally gray character is the huntsman he is trying to go along with the queen's plans he's literally got the knife raised he's kind of halfway intended maybe i will kill snow white just because i was ordered to then he doesn't so so obviously he can only be in the movie for two minutes because we can't deal with this man yeah he's he's not evil he's got he's got this sensitive side to him so get him out of here and never talk about him again but, I mean, you can really feel that in those early versions when Walt Disney thought that the star of the show was going to be the dwarves. I mean, and then he decided to pivot away of, like, maybe maybe the whole thing shouldn't be about the dwarves. But he didn't pivot far enough. It's still mostly just, I would say the bulk of that movie is just watching the dwarves dick about at home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you just tack on a little bit at the start and the end with the evil queen. And those are the good parts. So, so again, I mean, yeah, 1937 is the first one. I don't know. You can't really fault it. It's obviously a classic, but... By and it is wonderful animation. Yeah. There's no question about that. It It is so beautifully done. But definitely, I'd say, I mean, I'm glad that I did watch it again just to kind of jog my memory and be like, oh, yeah, I did remember that as a kid, I guess. It's just I only remembered <laughs> the good parts. <laughs> the evil parts. Right. I mean, you're forced to sit there and watch the dwarves for so long. It's hard not to let your mind wander to what are these circumstances? Where did these dwarves come from? Why are they all old men? Why are there no women? Where are their parents? Where are their kids? What is this? And I don't want to think about it. I don't want to over-examine the the diamond mine full of diamonds. Where are the diamonds going to? What's the economy of this place? Why does no one care that these dwarves have got diamonds falling out of their pockets and yet they seem to still be kind of weird and poor? I don't want to think about all this stuff. I just got nothing else to think about because you're showing me these dwarves for like 45 minutes of <laughs> just nothing. Anyway, I just wanted to finish off real quick to say the uh, ambiguity of what was the first animated film. So I think the reason why they generally consider Snow White the first is because it was the first to have, uh, you know, voice performances and to be kind of a proper movie. 
But you could argue that the first is Peludopolis, a 1931 Argentinian animated film, and it was released with a, a Vitaphone sound on disc synchronization system soundtrack. So it was just music that played with the movie, but it wasn't just like in the silent films where they would just play ragtime piano or whatever. The music for this movie did correspond with the visuals. So that was technically the first full-length theatrical animated film. But unfortunately, it is uh, now considered a lost film. It's just gone. So that's a bummer. But that is, uh, that's why, that's why the original article was a little uh, unclear about whether Snow White really is the first. But I think you could safely say it was the first, the first real animated movie. But that's kind of a bummer because, uh, I mean, 1931 is pretty far back. But uh, yeah, I wonder what happened to it. I wonder, well, hold on, let me check. Preservation. In both 1957 and 1961, fires broke out where the director of the film stored his films, destroying most, if not all, of his work. And among the lost materials included the only prince of Pilotopolis left in existence, as well as its soundtrack, making it completely lost. A making-of feature of the film, along with several stills and posters of the film, are still in existence. But yeah, so that sucks. It did exist up until 1961, but he was the only guy with copies, and burned down. <laughs> so, too bad, too bad. Yeah. All right, well, anyway, so that was our uh, our foray into Disney. <laughs> Next week, we'll foray on to something else. To finish it off, if we had seen that, even as adults in 1937, we probably would have been completely wowed by it. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that's a good point, because, yeah, that is one thing I said as we were watching it, too, is is like all the scenes, especially with the dwarves, were overly long and they weren't leading to anything. Like, we don't need to watch the dwarves settle in for bed for several minutes. There's really no need. It's just the point is just to see it, just to see the animation and of them all. And at that time, musicals of that vein were extremely popular. That So to see it in an animated form, prob we probably would have been... Wow, isn't that fantastic? Yeah, and that is the thing, I guess, that does stand out the most, especially now that we're in this kind of uh, strange time now that uh, cell animation I don't think exists at all. If it does, it's super rare. It's really just computers, and it has been for a long time. So, so yeah, it just, uh, just things just don't look like this anymore. And, and that aspect of it, yes, that part was great. That was fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> you imagine what a dickhead I would have to be if I was, uh, I'm an adult in, in 1937, and I go see it, and I'm like, I don't know. They really, a little too much uh, focusing on the dwarves, and those songs weren't really sticking to my head. Like, yeah, you'd have to be the biggest idiot in the world to say that about this at the time. But now that it's 100 years later, yeah, it's, uh, it's a little tough. It's tough to go back. I think that's, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair enough. <laughs> that's not so awful.